founder of Rose Comics. It's Big Hutch. Big Hutch, say what's up. What's up, everybody? All right. So we're all back together. It's been forever and a day since we recorded the podcast. That's why I have no idea which number this is. I want to say it's 71, but I, I'm, I don't feel real confident in that. Um, as we do, we start off with these podcasts all the time, man. What you drinking? It's been a long holiday weekend with uh, Halloween and the parties and not, whatnot should have been this weekend. So, Hutch, what you drinking? Water. What? Dude, it's, uh, uh, oh, is this the post-recovery after last night's Halloween party? Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's the post-Halloween party slash uh, a little bit of reality came in this morning. So, yeah, it's water right now. Okay. Female perspective, what you drinking? Mm-hmm. Uh, Mountain Dew. Oh, my goodness. What in the world? <laughs> I'm thinking... Uh, it has to be full on recovery, y'all. Like for y'all to from the Halloween party. Did y'all get a Halloween party last night? Yes, we did. Yeah, we went to a Halloween party downtown. It was it was cool. It, it, there was an open bar. There was some drinking. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we um we put in plenty of work on the <laughs> open bar. Nice. What what was the costume situation? What did you go as, Hodge? He what's your what was your costume, Hodge? I was uh abducted by aliens. No, all right. From that perspective, what did you go at? I I had a um a day of the dead costume. Okay. All right. Very nice. I know that y'all are much more Halloween fans than I am because y'all like scary movies and whatnot, which will come up in the box office. Um, but beyond that, yes, it's getting ready for uh, Halloween uh, early next week. Uh, I was drinking a, a Riesling, a wine, because I'm just out of beer. Um, so it, it went down kind of smooth and trying not to open up another bottle. So that's kind of where we are. Uh, the first part of the podcast after what you're drinking is always the RIPs. And it's been so long since we recorded. I sent y'all the list of the RIPs. To the point of like, I was like, I don't even know if there's anybody on there that's more important than the others because there's so many important ones. So uh, just off the top of your head, Hutch, looking at the list, if you got a chance to look at it, uh, who's your top RIP? My top RIP because I'm a heterosexual male and uh, this is my, it might be my first for being a second father. It's got to be Hugh Hefner. Okay. Yeah, who who Hefner gives it up a few weeks ago? Uh, was that ninety two? Uh, 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 
yeah, so Hugh Hefner gives it up, founder of Playboy, uh, well-known, um, I don't know. What Her. Yeah. <laughs> Mutt Peddler, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah Mutt Peddler. He, he, he gave a white face to, to well, I mean, checking out young women. Yeah, he, he, he definitely did that, but you can't deny his influence. We don't have really any of the things that we have in terms of um, sexuality without Playboy coming out in the 60s. It doesn't even exist. He's at the forefront of that. There's some shaky uh, stories that go around about Hugh Hefner, too, but we won't throw too much dirt on his green yet. Um, but, yeah, uh, yeah, Hugh Hefner. Uh, looking at that list, female perspective, who was your uh, the one that bothers you the most? Uh, well, one that was left off the list, which we didn't, well, we kind of mentioned in a podcast that didn't get um, put out on on the, uh, yeah, on our website or whatever, which was Dick Gregory. So mm-hmm. I would say um, it would probably be a combination of Dick Gregory and Tom Petty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tom Petty gives it up uh, a few weeks ago as well. Uh, definitely led to a lot of those conversations with white folks that started with, do you know who that is? Um, yes. Yes, I do. Uh, <laughs> that's kind of insulting. Uh, yeah, so Tom Petty gives it up. I know on our email or our text chain, you know, when he gave it up, there was really like they weren't sure if he really died or not. It was the biggest plot twist ever there for about 12 hours. Um, but then, yeah. Yeah. Because um, TMZ had reported that he was still alive, whereas everybody else reported that he had died. So, um, but yeah, apparently he was still alive at that point. Yeah, not a not a not a good uh, look there. And I think TMZ had it just the fact that he was, you know, I think essentially brain dead, and you know maybe they just jumped the gun a little bit. But yeah, he passed away. Um, one of the ones that I was looking at, uh, and I sent y'all a little bit late, uh, Robert Guillaume passes away uh, just a couple of days ago, 89 years old, TV's Benson. Uh, he was also the voice of how was that, uh, Rafiki and uh, The Lion King, um, uh, great role in that movie where uh, Morgan Freeman was the principal. He was the, you know, the assistant principal or whatever. I mean, just... A great character, actor, a uh, great Broadway performer, dancer, singer. I mean, he essentially, well, you know, when everybody had to do it all, he could do it all. Uh, so, yeah, Benson goes. Hutch, what's your Benson memory? <laughs> I'm, my favorite Robert DeYoung stuff was on Soap. Right. Yeah, he was great on Soap. I, yeah, he was on Soap. That was my best memory, though. I, the Benson stuff was really <laughs> makes a lightweight comeback in the 90s on what was that, Sports Night, uh, a show on ABC that was kind of like a, a like a behind-the-scenes thing of SportsCenter at the time, which was a really good show. It only made it, I think, one season because uh, it was a little bit ahead of its time in terms of how it was, you know, kind of doing the behind-the-scenes stuff. You got any uh, Robert Guillaume memories, female perspective? Um, I, I, you know, I used to watch Benson occasionally. I do remember him from... So when I used to have an opportunity to sneak and watch that as well, um, yeah, he was a very talented actor and entertainer. 
All right. Uh, just from reading from the other list there of people, um, since we last recorded, uh, Fats Domino gives it up. Um, yeah. Chuck Berry gave it up. Uh, what was that? Jerry Lewis gave it up. Um, you know, just some fairly famous people. 2017 is not on the hot streak that 2016 was. 2016 was taken on the yeah, A-list. 2016 was, was woof. Yeah. Yeah, 16 was off the A-listers. This one is taking, you know, some well-known B-listers, uh, but it hasn't gone after the A-listers too much. Well, I mean, Tom Petty in the B-lister. I'm not saying that he is, isn't. I'm just saying that, you know, some of the other ones aren't exactly A-listers. Mm, okay. So, yeah, I ain't what you're saying. But, yeah, so, yes, R.I.P. to all those folks um, as we start to move ahead. Is that the A-lister, Amy? I would say so. But let me talk yeah, about what. Yeah, yeah, I think Jerry Lewis was, you know, back in the day, that he was definitely an A-lister. Yeah, well, yeah. his back in the day was what, in the seventies, maybe. I would say, uh, if you ask somebody it, under it the, was the 60s, really, was, yeah, so well, yeah, was probably about the sixties, the seventies. Yeah. yeah, but but I mean, when you take that into context, you also have to look at their overall body of work. Mm-hmm. And I mean, just because they may be an older, you know, entertainer and haven't done anything recently, if they have a pretty, you know, pretty impressive body of work, that really doesn't matter. Right, we and I grew up watching Jerry Lewis movies. We, I think we all did because we had no choice. But yeah. I mean, again, I'm not taking away his influence other than the fact that, you know, save the telethon, and that's not being, I'm not shirking what the telethon is in terms of its importance and ability to raise money that he, you know, started, founded, and ran for so many years. Like, I don't think that anybody knows, under the age of 30, knows him other than the telethon. And even then, I don't think people, like, is the telethon even on TV anymore? You know what I mean? Like, it, was it still, like, something that was on TV all day on, was it Memorial Day or Labor Day weekend? I don't think, well, I think they do still have some semblance of it on television. I don't know if it's the same one that we used to watch, you know, um, years ago, but I think they kind of do some version of it. Um, and also, you know, Chuck Berry, I mean, Chuck Berry, to a lot of people, is considered, you know, the father of rock and roll. Yeah, I doubt it. I'm not people because they may not have done anything recently. You have to look at their overall body of work. I'm not comparing that what they did wasn't important. I'm saying that compared to the 2016 17 list or 16 list, I don't think it's really that comparable in terms of the A listers that got knocked off. Okay, yeah, I mean, 2016 was knocking off people darn near almost every other week. So, uh, yeah, in comparison to that, sure. I guess yeah. I misinterpreted your comment because it sounded like you were saying the people that have died recently, you know, kind of weren't on the same level, and I beg to differ. I disagree. Although, yeah. you know, you know, like, to, like I said, 2016 was knocking off people, you know, pretty on a pretty regular basis. So, yeah. I mean, like Prince and David Bowie are, you know, greater than Tom Petty. 
You know what I mean? Like, and you got both of them in the same freaking year. Like, you know, I was like, golly, you know, and, you know, Prince and David Bowie are greater than, you know, those other people. That's all I'm saying. I'm just saying I think 6,000 had some higher A-lister people. You know what I mean? Like, they got some, like, 99 and 100, like, uh, Madden rating, rated people, Hutch, not, you know, uh, you know those 89s and 90s. Uh, I, I mean, I, I understand what you're saying. I don't think that I agree with your comparison, but I understand what you're saying. Okay. All right. So, yeah, so uh, RIP to uh, all of those folks. Uh, the RIP leads us straight into the box office report. Hold on, let me hit my music. All right, so the box office. I know there's a couple of reviews of movies that y'all saw because of our text mail chain. Um, so we'll start with number five, female perspective. What was number five? Number five was Blade Runner 2049. Okay, yeah, and I put the stop sign up there for that. Y'all saw that. Uh, I heard about it on the text chain. Why don't y'all go ahead and give your three to five minute review of Blade Runner? Mind you, I've never seen the original movie other than bits and pieces. Okay. Um, my thing was it was it was long and slow. Um, I mean it it had a little little it was a little more layered or had more layers to the story. Um, but here's my thing. Um, <laughs> in comparison to the original, um, Harrison Ford, in my opinion, was is far more charismatic than Ryan Gosling. And that's what it boils down to. So, and yes, Harrison Ford wasn't in this movie, but he wasn't in it until like the last maybe 10, 15 minutes of it. And actually, his part was probably the most interesting. So, henceforth, yes, um, Harrison Ford is more charismatic than Ryan Gosling. <laughs> yes, one is an A-lister and one isn't. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> Guys, uh, we will definitely be talking about that. And when Ryan Gosling dies, we probably won't. All right. Um, uh, <laughs> did you see Blade Runner on 2049 as well? Uh, it sucked. Put me to sleep. It's boring as fuck. Don't watch it. I'm done. <laughs> Duly noted. All right. Uh, what was number four? Number four is Happy Death Day. Hmm. Yeah, oh, I didn't say how much it made. Blade Runner 2049 made uh, $3.9 million. Happy mm-hmm. Death Day made $5 million. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm passing on Happy Death Day. Whatever that's about, I'm good. I'm sure it's another <laughs> Halloween-ish type movie, so hard pass. Next. Yeah. Uh, number three, Geostorm, uh, $5.6 million. Um... Yeah. I, I got it. I threw a stop sign up That's there. That's about some sort of weather. Uh, yeah, it's like a melting. Quote unquote, we finally figure out a way to control the weather. Yeah, and somebody takes over the shit and blows up it or it's starting to tear up everything. Yeah, it's really yeah. like a mix between cloudy with a chance of meatballs and the day after tomorrow. Um, I didn't see it. Uh, and I kept seeing the commercials for it as it was leading up to it. I saw the trailer for it a long time ago, like when I think I saw Wonder Woman or Spider-Man in the summer. 
And I was like, oh, that looks like trash. And then after we gone through these storms and after the poor people in Virgin Islands, Puerto Rico, Cuba, Florida, Texas, Houston, you know, I think a movie about natural disasters is probably in a little bit of bad taste. You know, people go to the movies to escape their reality, probably not to go there to see their reality plastered on that 100-foot screen. So I thought it was kind of in poor taste that they probably could have put it out later. Um, so, yeah, like pure trash for me. Uh, would never see it. And, again, having been one of those people who lived through a little bit of the natural disaster part, I just thought it was in poor taste. So, yeah. Mm. Fuck Gerard Depardieu or Butler or whatever. <laughs> Gerard Butler. Yeah. <laughs> go back, go back and sit up, bruh. <laughs> and HGH. So, because, yeah, you're trash. Mm. Sorry. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> Okay, uh, number two, Tyler Perry's Boo 2 of Medea's Halloween. Has, um, that made $10 million, and that's made, what, $35 million thus far? Up for $25 million budget. Yeah, it was the number one movie last week. We didn't record. It made, like, I think 20 some odd million dollars last week. Uh, I never saw the original Boo, Medea, um, so I'm, I'm assuming that this probably pretty much is the same in the second Boo Electric Boogaloo. Um, <laughs> he is what he is. He churns out movies. People go to see it. I, it. I mean, there's really no, you know, there's really no reason to, I don't know. I mean, I know y'all ain't see it, and I know y'all won't see it. So he's from Atlanta. I mean, we can say that. <laughs> you know, how would you work with a diverse group of people? Did anybody go see Medea Boo Halloween too? I didn't, uh... I'm not going to say that they went to go see it. Yeah. It might not be something you admit readily to people either. Um, well, the people that are down with him are down with him and them. I mean, they'll tell you. Yeah, they will. Yeah, they'll let you know. You got a diverse group, too, their female perspective. Anybody that you know went to go see Medea? Uh, not to my knowledge. I didn't hear anyone uh, you know, mention it, so. And y'all live in, like, literally the blackest city on in the planet and the home city of that freaking dude. And y'all don't know nobody that saw that movie. So how in the hell <laughs> did that movie make $35 million in two weeks? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently somebody went to see it. <laughs> and it would have made us more if, uh, if there wasn't so much streaming <laughs> and beauty parlors. Yeah, it's just, yeah, okay. There it is. All right, so, all right, what was the number one movie in America? The number one movie was Jigsaw, and that made $16 million off of a $10 million budget. Okay, so this continues the Saw series. Unsurprisingly to y'all, I've never seen any of those movies. I know, I remember y'all talking about the original after y'all saw yeah, we, the original. Yeah, uh, I've seen up to, like, maybe the first, Three, mm. I think I've seen the first three. Maybe four. Yeah, yeah I mean, I've seen more than all of them. Yeah, yeah, he did die in one of them. So, wait, which one was that? I mean, yeah. after a while, they kind of run together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, I remember James Glover. Which one was uh, it? Was it? Oh, honestly, three and two. She might have been. I can't remember. Yeah. 
I, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. It's a franchise. You can turn out something like that for a little bit of money at this time of year. It's always going to make some profit for somebody. I was at Lionsgate or whoever the hell does it. So, you know, good for them. Uh, you know, it, 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 that, it's that time of year. So, yeah. So everything's getting out of the way of the big October or the big November releases. Uh, Thor comes out this Friday. Two weeks after that is uh, Justice League. Um, so yeah, there's this big setup here for these, you know, November superhero movies. We'll talk about it at a later podcast and whatnot. Uh, the war reviews have been like a certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes at like 98% or something ridiculous like that. Uh, and the Justice League is putting a, um, the, what's that? The, the media blackout. They're not even going to allow like the media reviews until after the movie premiere. So that's generally oh, not the time. They have a- they have a media blockout, so they're not allowing. That's not a good sign, actually. No. <laughs> not a good sign. Never a good sign. Um, so yeah, mm. the media blackout not lifted until after the movie premieres. So um, yeah, not a good look or sign for Justice League. So, but we'll talk about it as we get uh, closer and closer to it. Well, there, there was a review for Wonder Woman, right? No. Was there a review for Wonder Woman? Yeah, the reviews for one of them were out before it came out. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think we've all, I mean, probably one movie that we've talked about as much, besides Gambit, is probably, like, the DC and Justice League stuff because it's just a little shaky, and I don't, I don't anticipate that being any different. You know, Zack Snyder makes polarizing movies. Like, that's just who he is. You know, the people that love him, love him to the end. And people that don't mess with him, like myself, you know, are going to go in pretty jaded. Hopefully it's pretty good. Uh, I have my doubts, but, you know, it is what it is. So, uh, The other part of the box office report that's a little bit of a blurred note, uh, or not a blurred note as a side brother topic, is um, we'd be remiss to not deal or talk about this Harvey Weinstein thing. Uh, the Harvey Weinstein situation kind of broke almost three weeks ago now uh, where it came out that um, he's a straight-up rapist, sexual harassing, uh, lightweight pedophile um, dude who's, you know, one of the biggest, you know, the biggest producers, whatever, in Hollywood, and he just went down in a ball of flames and, you know, essentially taking everybody that's done anything with him in his wake. Uh, You know, Hutch, what was your initial thoughts when you heard about this Harvey Weinstein stuff and the aftermath? Well, I mean, it's been in the news for the last couple of weeks now, and and, you know, I'm trying to piece together who did what, this, what, who, what, uh, who touched what, did this, Rose McGowan, Ben Affleck. I, I mean, it, it, everybody seemed to be involved in this thing. Right. Female perspective. Uh, well, um, the Weinsteins have had a reputation for a long time. I mean, I've heard of the Weinsteins and they're, you know, their way they handle, you know, Hollywood and so forth. And, I mean, Hollywood has had a running joke in reference to them. I mean, they referred to them on Entourage and various other shows. I mean, so this is this is a huge cover-up that, like you said, I mean, there are more and more people coming out and more and more people claiming they knew something about it and didn't do anything to stop it. Um, so, yeah, I mean... Wasn't Todd on Thomas Thunder? Wasn't that Weinstein based? The, the character Tom Cruise played? 
No. Uh-uh. No. Uh-uh. Oh. Oh, I see. I was. Yeah, you might be right. Yeah, the the director that. Yeah. Yeah, that might have been Weinstein Base. Yeah, you're right. Now that I think about it. Yeah, there, yeah, there was probably some Weinstein influence on that character as well. So yeah, see, their their history has, has you know, their reputation has been around for years, and they've basically been telling you about them in various different movies and TV shows and so forth. It's kind of like the Bill Cosby that was Joe Paterno of Hollywood kind of stuff. You kind of heard these things. Right. But, I mean, now it's brought out to life, and, but this dude has been so insulated. Right. That we haven't, you know, we couldn't do nothing about Exactly. And then the people who are now speaking up, um, you know, especially some of the men, and I don't know why, um, what's his name? Woody Allen had the nerve to say, make any kind of comedy. That person needs to keep, shut the fuck up. <laughs> so I don't know where he thought he was coming from to make a comment on this, but yeah. And considering that his son was the one who broke the story. Mm-hmm. His yeah. son, uh, Ronan Farrell, is the one who wrote the article that started all this stuff. And also the one who accused him of being a perv. So, yeah, what? Yeah. Uh, Frank the kid, or... I think he is, right. not just kid, but yeah. Right. I, think, I, think that's, I think that Andy's the kid. He's not just kid. He still got some grief with, uh, with, with the, uh, the old lady, the old lady. So, yeah, that's why it kind of went out. And, and I, not to mention the, the five point also had something to do with it. Aye, aye, aye. It seems. Like, I mean, again, we're, we're in terms of Hollywood insiders, we are not. And I've heard about Harvey Weinstein being a big old bully. Uh, so, Right. So, I mean, we've all heard of those stories. And, and this has been going on for a long time. Yeah. So, yeah, he's got a list, a full list of, like, people, uh, of women, not people, of women who, you know, are fairly famous from Gwyneth Paltrow to... Rose McGowan to um, what's her Angie? Uh, what's her name? And Brad Pitt's ex-wife now. Oh, um, Angelina Jolie. Yeah, Angelina or, or or you know. I mean, how many ex-wives is going back on Brad Pitt? Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, he liked the movie. Apparently, <laughs> Brad. Yeah, Pitt, Brad, Brad Pitt had a couple of connections uh, yeah, with yeah, he uh, liked the Miss Apparently. Um, uh, so yeah, it. I mean, I knew about it, or at least heard about it. So I'm sure everybody else knew about it. And now everybody that did know about it, from Ben Affleck to Matt Damon to Clooney, all these people that worked for him and worked with him, all trying. I, I didn't see nothing, which is total bullshit. Because they, if we knew, they knew, and they knew a lot more. They just right. Well, they're they're, okay. they're kind of saying that they kind of knew about it, but really didn't do anything to stop it. Right. So from Tarantino to Ben Affleck to Matt Damon to yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, and his I mean he has a lot of ties in that industry. So yeah, I mean it's plenty of layers to the cover of. Well, 
and there's that, and you know, and I think that's why some of them won't come out too strong against him because chances are he got dirt on all them dudes too. Well, and a lot of a lot of them have admitted that they owe their careers to him because right. he gave them, you know, their start or whatever. And yeah, and that's probably another reason. Yeah. Now here's the thing: when did you first hear the term casting couch? Um, I think mean, that was probably. In high school, when I heard that term, right, right, and damn near rural Dayton, Ohio. I mean, so that I mean, it's been around for some minutes. Oh yeah, casting couch has been going on for ages. Are you kidding? Ever since that industry industry was started, I mean, they've had a casting couch. Yeah. yeah, people, people. If you take power and people that are young, gullible, and ambitious enough to become famous. And you can make right. that. Right, want to be stars and so forth, and yeah. I mean, that that industry is full of people like that. Yeah, it's a bad mix, and bad things can happen when those things happen. So, yeah, um, it's, it's, not, it's not good. Uh, I was kind of hoping that he takes the, uh, uh, what do we call it, the, the Joe Paterno, and just go somewhere and die like a cat. And, you know. Well, he, he's such an asshole that, he he's gonna try to go out fighting. He's gonna claim his innocence to his death. Knowing good and damn well he is guilty of sin. Yeah. But yeah, that that's the type of asshole he is. And I and to add that and I had him in the STFUs, but to to add to that thought, he you know, all these women come out and accuse him, and he hasn't said anything. And then Lupita Nuango comes out and was like, yeah, you know, he tried to get with me or whatever. And then he's like, yeah, I don't remember it that way. The only one that he came out to say something about, the one black woman says something. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> oh, that nigga wanted it, basically. And Yeah, that, and that, that, that tells you what kind of person he is. Yeah. So. Well, we know what kind of person he is, but, yeah, that, I mean, yeah, that speaks volumes. Yeah, he can eat all the dicks for that. He didn't say nothing about all those white women accusing him. But and his brother is, is um, I think his brother has had some situations too. So, yeah, they're, they're both garbage in my book. Yep. Pure trash. All right. Okay. So that uh, lead us right into the uh, blurred notes. Hold on. Let me hit my music. Blurred notes. Right, blurred notes. Blurred notes. Blurred notes. We'll just take them from the top and go around the table to see what you think. Uh, this broke yesterday. Zach Levy of Chuck fame, uh, Chuck the TV show, uh, gets cast as uh, Captain Marvel and Billy Bastion, the adult, and Shazam. Hutch, uh, Chuck as Shazam. Uh, <laughs> What's the, I don't even know his real, Zach, what is Zach Levy, or whatever. Okay, so uh, Shazam, Captain, Captain Marvel from D.C., um, I kind of, he's one of them characters, he's like Superman, really. He's kind of one of them characters when you first start enjoying superheroes, he can do everything, he's kind of cool because he can do everything. And then as you get older, you're like, man, this dude is cornball. <laughs> so, yeah, he is a red and gold or yellow cornball. Noted. What do you know about Shazam female perspective? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> I, I know absolutely nothing about the character. I know very little about the actor. So, yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I draw a blank 
on this one. Uh, I was a big fan of the show Chuck. Mm-hmm. He was the star of the relaunch of Heroes, or he was the villain of the relaunch of the TV show Heroes, uh, which bombed. Eight episodes, and it got yeah. that far. Yeah, beautifully, it bombed. Um, and I think he was actually in Thor 2. He uh, took over the role that Carrie e- Ewells was in in the first Thor. Uh, I can't remember the name of the character. Uh, he's got, you know, geek, uh, geek, geek credentials. Um, I, since he's going to be going off against The Rock in that movie, it, uh, as Black Adam, it's just going to seem, because The Rock just engulfs everything, including every star in the sun. So, it's, you know, is he even going to be the star of his own movie with the title behind it? So, yeah. Uh, yeah, whatever. I mean, it's, it's fine. Let's see if the movie even gets made. You know how DC likes to announce movies but not make them. So, um, they are what they are. <laughs> All right. Uh, blur note number two. It was reported this week, and Gabby Union's been doing the uh, the press tour all over the place because she has a book coming out, Gabrielle Union, uh, that she might get a spinoff of Bad Boys 2, like her uh, secret agent, CIA agent, whatever kind of agent she was in Bad Boys 2. She might get a spinoff show on her own. Just her, though, not like any of the other, Bill uh, Smith and uh, Martin Lawrence. So female. A television show or a movie? A TV show. So, Gabby Union, CIA agent, as uh, being Mary Jane at, ending its final season this year. <laughs> okay, let's, let's talk. Let's tell. Let's come to the circle of truth. <laughs> Who has watched one episode of Being Mary Jane? Uh, I have not. I've heard that it's entertaining, though. I just haven't. Uh, I didn't have BET for the longest time, but that's not an excuse. I just. I, I don't. I don't think it's. Ma- I don't think it's made for me. But as I say that, I've watched every episode of Insecure, and that show was definitely not made for me. So, you know, that's just being, like, ashy not watching that show. Female perspective, have you seen Being Mary Jane? No, I have not. But do you watch I, Insecure? I mean, I've, I've, I've heard about it, and I kind of thought about checking it out, but I never got around to doing it. So, yeah. But do you watch Insecure? I do. Okay. And actually, I enjoy that show a lot. Yeah, that show was amazing. Oh, uh, but yeah. So I mean, it's not you know, it's not like we. I'm I'm against like you know black female dramedy. Uh, but I, my thought was. Oh, it's got nothing. It got nothing to do with it being. I mean, being everybody see Comedy View on BET, but they really have it. They just see. <laughs> I'm going to try to get to it 
And why do you say you had a Star Trek person? You didn't watch all these. Oh, you're right. I have watched all these. I didn't watch all these. I'm Did you see the trailer for the the Will Smith um, movie that's going to be on Netflix? Um, I think I saw it a long uh, while ago. I mean, they put out another trailer. Yeah, like this. And was then a, when like, they were at Comic Con, I think they put out a trailer then. But, yeah, it, um, it it premieres like soon, maybe December, maybe January, or whatever. And I was, you know, totally prepared to hate it. When I watched the trailer, I was like, oh, that looks kind of entertaining. So, you know. Uh, well, what I'm thinking is basically it looks like it's just a modern, or not modern, but it's basically just a version of Alien Nation. Do you remember that show that was on a lot a long time ago, several years ago, called Alien Nation? Yeah, I didn't watch it, but I remember what it was. Yeah. So it kind of reminds me of that. Um, and, and it looks like they changed a few things here and there, but yeah. Okay. Um, but no, I haven't seen the new trailer for it. Okay. I'll send it to you here in a little bit. Um, let's see. So yeah, so that's that. Uh, next one, Ben Mendelsohn of, uh, I guess most recently of he's um, Colonel Krennic uh, in uh, Star Wars, Star Wars Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Uh, he is in line to play the villain in the speaking of Captain Marvel in the Miss Marvel movie. Hutch, can you think of a a villain? For Miss Marvel, that's actually going to make it into that movie. Miss Marvel out of Marvel Universe. Yes, she has a movie coming out next year, if I'm not mistaken, or maybe two years from now. The only, the only credible, this is shade. The only character or person that Miss Marvel, which I don't like her by the way, that uh, I don't like Miss Marvel character. Anyway, I'm worth like big of is Rogue, who stole the original Miss Marvel's power. Right. But remember Rogue owned by Fox, so no Rogue in that movie. <laughs> so anybody else. Yeah. I, you know, it it seems like because especially the new version of that character in the comic books is primarily based in space. Um, you know, maybe there's a scroll or a which is also owned by Fox, or if nothing else, the Kree maybe come back, which was in Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, maybe some sort of character like that. But um, yeah, uh, she's getting a movie, Captain Marvel, uh, with uh, what's it's who's the actress? She won an Oscar um, a couple of years ago. Um, Godly, I can't remember her name right now, but yeah, they got a a decent actress for it, and they're all ready to go with this Miss Marvel movie for Phase 4 uh, for Marvel Cinematic. So, uh, you know, anything about Miss Marvel, female perspective? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean they, are, they, are bottom, they are straight to the bottom of the barrel at this point, James. At, at, at a point, though, Hutch, since there is such a wide and diverse universe, and diverse not meaning, like, characters of color, just that there's so many different characters, you know, 
had a point, you know, they got to try something different and new, uh, whether it fails. <laughs> yeah, that would be something different and new. Did you see the Black Panther trailer that's coming out in February? I I did see that, and I have to admit, I I am impressed with it thus far. I mean, it it definitely has has piqued my interest. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I I'm looking forward to seeing you know how that movie plays out. Yeah. What a a beautiful looking movie in terms of the people and the way it was shot. Like I mean. I was, I, you saw the trailer. I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it. So, see the Black <laughs> I have not seen the new trailer for Black Panther. Uh, or, no, I did not. Uh, someone forced me to watch the trailer for Star Wars coming out. <laughs> and, I mean, the only reason I was watching it because I was at work. I got paid to watch it. So that's <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, yeah, Black Panther and Ms. Marvel are really the leaders of Phase 4. Those are the movies, you know, coming out this kind of this post-Avengers Infinity War. And let's see what happens with that. Maybe we get the, you know, the the new Ultimates, which was, you know, affectionately called the Black Avengers, you know, with Black Panther, Captain Marvel, uh, what is that, Blue Marvel, uh, America, Chavez. I mean, you know, like, literally the Black Avengers. So, uh, maybe that's where they go with that. I can't see it, but, you know, I, maybe they do. I don't know. All right. Uh, next blurred note. Hold on. My notes went away. Here we go. Um, well, maybe not. There we go. Sorry. Uh, speaking of Miss Atlanta Zone, Tyler Perry admitted this week in an interview that he has had talks with DC and Marvel about possibly directing one of their movies. All right. Female perspective. Tyler Perry. Why not? <laughs> Why not? I mean... They may as well give him a, a shot. I mean, yeah. I don't see why he, you know, shouldn't be able to, um, to you know, make an attempt at, at, or, you know, put together a movie. Now, do you think he's going to get one of the quote-unquote A-list uh, movies or title or comic book titles? He's going to get one of the, uh, well, the CDs. It, it stands to reckon that he would probably get a, a movie with a black woman in it. Uh, right. As right. Now you start to narrow it down to well, who could it possibly be, and that list is very small. So, right. you know, Tyler Perry directs Storm, the movie. You know, uh, there you go. Yeah, the, the, or the, the Falcon or somebody yeah. like that or... The question will be is which Ashy Negro will have done Storm wrong and forced her to leave uh, whatever country that she was in to go to new life in Jesus. That will be the question of the, of the whole movie right there. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's fine. I, it, I mean, no, it ain't fine. I don't want to see Tyler Perry directing any of these movies. That, it's just not his wheelhouse, man. We, he, he should know, like Kevin Smith, stay in your lane, man. You make movies about dicks and farts. Just stay in your lane. Don't try to do anything else. You make movies about, like, Kind of, you know, black poverty porn. You know, I mean, it, it's fine. Just, just stay where you are. Don't you don't need to make anything else. So uh, I'm good. That's 
that's beyond his pay grade, in my opinion. So, yeah, no thank you. All right. Uh, speaking of black actresses and Storm, Hutch, the actress that Alexandra Ship, the actress who played Storm in X-Men Age of Apocalypse, mm-hmm. has said that the Dark Phoenix movies are going to stick to, they're going to be faithful to the comics. So Fox and the Dark Phoenix Saga Part 2, you, you trust it. No. Nope. <laughs> I mean, they can't do it. They can't. Uh, yeah, there's, going, there's going to be some creative licenses. You can't. Uh, you can't go through all the Dark Phoenix saga, saga without going through the Hellfire Club. I, I think that build up in the comic books has to be followed, and you can't. I'll be to do. Brothers Comics contributor to the Sandman also shared with us on the, our text chain this week that the food tie-ins, you know, you get some Phoenix chicken wings, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> when the movie comes Jeez. out. Um, Wait, you know, did Tyler Perry do this movie already? <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. Um, <laughs> does, uh, you might not be familiar as much with the comics female perspective, but you are more of an X-Men fan of the movies than we are. Do you have faith in Fox that they can pull off a saga? Like, you know, because this movie's supposed to be a double, not just one shot. I don't know. Um, right now, I'm I'm kind of, you know, I'm kind of shaky on, you know, how they plan to, to pull this off. Um so I, I really don't know. I mean, you guys know more about the, you know, the, storyline in the comic books and so forth than I do. So, I mean, I I have no idea. Can you see my happy face after watching these movies? (laughs) 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 Yeah, I mean, their past attempt was not well received, so henceforth, um, you know, you proceed with a little trepidation and Hope for the best, but yeah. <laughs> uh, they, the movie, the books, as Hutch said, is something that started, really, if you take it from the Phoenix saga, where she becomes Phoenix at, like, what was that, an issue, like, 119 or so, and then through her death, which would be 142, Hutch, is that right, or 147? Oh, she died at yeah. 137, where she, well... Um, yeah, she died, yeah, you're right, you're right. So you're talking almost, uh, you know, a year and a half worth of comic books where that story is tied in. And it's interweaved between a lot of stuff, but the last, like, six issues or so really span from Earth to space to the blue side of the moon. Um, it, it, it's to got the Shi'ar, the Kree, the Skrull. I mean, and they've already said that the movie Hotch isn't going to be in space at all. So how are you keeping it true to the saga if you're going to be It's all Earth-based. Yeah, so it's already, it's already less, like, they're going to, I don't know what they're going to do, but, but old girl, Storm, uh, keep reading the comic book sister, I mean, keep giving them checks, but they're going to definitely fuck it up, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with you at all. All right. Yeah. Um. It was announced this week that an independent comic book company is actually going to put out a Snagglepuss comic book. 
and everybody's familiar with the character Snagglepuss on this phone call. And in the Snagglepuss comic book, he's going to be a gay detective. And my thought was, who thought Snagglepuss was straight that they had to actually announce that? So Snagglepuss the comic book, Hutch, that's the gay detective. <laughs> what? Anyway, <laughs> uh, why is there why is there a Snagglepuss comic book? But nonetheless, I mean, it, and it's not 1960 something, 70 something. Snagglepuss being gay is right. That's like very mammal coming out. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Water is wet news. Um, yeah. yeah. So, all right. Female perspective. You know who Snagglepuss is, correct? I'm I'm vaguely uh, familiar, a little familiar. Yeah, I, I'm vaguely familiar with it, but, uh, you know, Paul, I don't know anything about his story or history or anything like that. He's pink. Is that Paul Lynn doing the voice of Snagglepuss? I think, well, I don't know if it's Paul Lynn, but, I mean, who, whoever the character, whoever doing the character is hot to the touch is not Uh, you got anybody uh, female perspective? 
I mean, mine is basically going to be, you know, the ones we've discussed, uh, you know, the Weinstein issue, Woody Allen for having her say any damn thing. Um, And and those who covered it up and now they want to make a a comment about it. Yeah, that that whole situation. All right. All right. I mean, it's too easy. Uh, how about Bob McNair, the owner of the Texans? Yeah. Go ahead. I mean, yeah, I mean, wait, let's go back to, actually, let's go back to all the fucking idiots, really, who think that protesting and kneeling is, a, is against or is anti-American and Kaepernick is the devil and all this and all that. Y'all motherfucking shut the fuck up. I mean, me, I mean that that bullshit ass song don't do any. Uh, ooh, uh, I'm just too upset to worry about it, really. But I mean, but Bobby Bear said that you know uh, you can't have an inmate running the asylum and basically call his players a bunch of inmates and inmates as is because of the slavery, mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned. And and he meant it. Oh, he meant it. Oh, he meant Definitely. it. Definitely. That's what they think they are. Inmates are slaves. Yep. Inmates. Property. Property. Wall mm-hmm. and chattel. Three fifths. All that. And the, and the players, I think, nailed to most of them nailed during the national anthem. They should have. I mean, I don't want nobody missing no check because I don't know how much. Trump 
And, you know, white people be gullible as hell for this shit, too. Because they love that damn flag. That flag and guns, they love them both. One more than the other. And it starts with guns. And that's all they really care about. And so anything that they can, especially if they get a chance to shit on black athletes, they love it. Like anything that, anything that they could do to be able to do that. And it's bore straight out of jealousy and hate. And so anybody, any black person, any black athlete, anybody doing anything is going to always generate this response from white people. And that's all, my, my biggest thing is like, oh, well, you know, that ain't the right time to do that at your job. Like, trust me, ain't no time white people are going to be happy with them protesting anything. In my job, at, off my job, on the street corner, like, you ain't going to be happy about it at all. So, I mean, yeah, my, your comfort level is not a part of my resistance. So, eat a dick. So, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, and Doug Gottlieb can get one, too, because he had the nerve to say, because I think DeAndre Hopkins it wasn't smart enough to know what um, what uh, Bob McNair was saying. Like, what? So, yeah. Them, uh, yeah. I, I, I love guns. Well, I, I like them a lot. I love them. But I, I do like the Second Amendment. I really love the First Amendment. And without that First Amendment, this, all the rest of them would be standing there telling us, or at least they're heading toward their way. And we are heading their way with 45 mm-hmm. as far as black folks. Yeah. And just giving him one is just whatever. Right, right. I mean, I, I mean yeah. I, Baltimore can kiss yeah. my ass all day. Well, and yeah. he, he should never be removed from the list. He has a permanent spot. It is a permanent spot. He'll never lose it. Yeah, <laughs> he has a permanent spot. Yeah, we rename it to uh, the award to the Trump to shut uh, Trump the fuck up. Yeah, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> that's giving too much right. right. Yeah, and the less we mention that name, the better. Yeah. Right. And with that being said, uh, what Mueller's probe comes out tomorrow with the first grand jury indictment, uh, parentheses, indictments. Uh, so that'll be fun tomorrow to see how that turns out. So good to know. Democracy. Yeah, it ain't no coming. Well, I mean, this is all more, this is his whole, his whole administration or whatever they're doing is just the shucking job list. For four years, while I mean the people in the background are really, really, really fucking us up. Exactly. That I mean, this is I mean, this is all this is Mueller special investigation. I mean, they could have for Baltimore, including I mean, signing documents saying they're gonna do all this and all that, and you know, they ain't gonna do shit. Yeah. Wow. Cool. All right. All right, so again, that starts to wrap up podcast number. Um, I'd like to also, um, I want to give a high five to Ohio State. Oh, okay. Penn State purged yesterday by one point. I say hooray to my Buckeyes. You you came back. uh, They were down by how many points was it at the the first? 18. 18 18 points. And came back and won by one point. So, yes, uh, hooray to the Buckeyes for kicking ass. Duly noted. Uh, I did predict that they were going to embarrass themselves. And my first, uh, the first couple of tweets that I saw or the first things I texted Hutch and Sam, man, was like, see, I told you, because it was 14 nothing before I sat down. Um, so, <laughs> 
But yeah, so good for Ohio State to uh, make the comeback. You got any big up, big ups, Hutch, for anybody? Uh, big ups, big ups. No, I well, got to work on those. I'm, I usually run for the longest time. I don't. Oh, anyway, how about this? Uh, happy Halloween. I know black folks ain't down with Halloween as much as they, as they, 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 they don't like Halloween. Let's, let's just keep it real. Well, we didn't even mention any of them, uh, any uh, past Halloween stories or anything like that. We normally do that on our Halloween episode. Um, yeah. Not the best episode, but yeah. Yeah. I know our previous Halloween episode was quite humorous, but um, yeah. Very entertaining, and I will repost them as necessary. Uh, And again, we play it out on radio or whatever. It's just been hard for us to get together, and we're going, you know, through a little bit of a a reformat, a format change here uh, that will kind of premiere later on. So that's kind of where we are. So you might get some spot checks here and there. Uh, I know Hutch had this whole thing he wanted to do about his favorite Halloween candies on a fantasy draft, and we're not going to get to that probably. Other than the fact that you can just tell me what your favorite is, like right off the top of your head, or maybe even your top two. Like when you go, when when you went trick-or-treat, or when even when you go to the store and buy candy for the kids, air quotation, that you steal and put in your lunch bag before you go to, uh, to work every day. Uh, what's your top favorite candies, Hutch? My, my top five. <laughs> Okay, you got five. Twig, Kit Kat, $100,000 bar, uh, Nestle Crush Bar, and. Damn, what's that last one? Uh, I like K Fives. Okay, you are. I did not know that you were such a chocolate like eating person because I, I do not mess with. Not a lot of chocolate-based candies, like hardly at all. So, oh, you, you don't? All the you definitely have a, a sugar fix. Oh, no, I, I, I like chocolate candy. No, I did, no, not chocolate-based candies. Not not really. Like I, I mean, my kids will tell you that I don't buy really any chocolate-based candies. I mean, if somebody has like a Rolo, I'll eat it because Hutch has them at his house when I go record over there. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't I, mess with chocolate-based candies really at all. Uh, not at all. Well, the last the last hurricane went through my candy bin. <laughs> I, I had enough oil to uh, to my old space shuttle in Castle, yo. Notice, I said if I was recording at your house and you had Rolo, that's it. That's I haven't had a Rolo since then. Probably since the last time I recorded at your house. So yeah, all right. Female perspective, you probably ain't got five. But you got um, I, 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 I thought I heard nobody come up with five, but um, mine would be Kit Kat, Twix, um, M and M's, um, let's see, plain or peanut, plain probably, plain, um, crunch, and I'll throw Snickers in there. Okay, yeah. Yeah, again, more chocolate-based candies or whatever. Like, I mean, that's what they really what we had when we were growing up. It was a lot of chocolate-based candies. Most of mine are not chocolate-based candies, and they're also, you know, lightweight, you know, '90s-based candies, really. So, <laughs> part, I really, really get down with all the time now is that Sour Patch Kids. Looking at a freaking you, you eat, the, you still eat those? <laughs> you <fuck I> really <laughs> eat. Yeah. I, 
Just, I, 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 I'm literally looking at a whole bag of it, and they have to be cold for me. I stick them in the refrigerator. So, uh, wow. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Sour Patch Kids, Skittles, uh, the originals, not any Skittles. of these. <laughs> None of the bastard flavors. Um, Starburst, although I've kind of only gotten to the point now for Starburst, but I only eat, like, the red and the pink ones. I don't even, like, if I open up a thing of Starburst, I only really eat those, and I'll give away I'll give away the rest of. Them. I only eat the red and the pink ones. Um, what? Yeah. Uh, and beyond that, like I, I mean, that's it. Like every time I, you know, y'all been to, y'all probably done this before too. And I know I'm gonna be watching a bunch of TV tonight, and you'll stop at Walgreens and get that three for three or four for four box of candy or whatever. And for me, it's usually you know like two boxes of Sour Patch Kids. Um, <laughs> I like, didn't know you were in the South. Oh, okay. This is chocolate based. This is chocolate based. Uh, uh, because I get these for the movies. Uh, Junior Mints. I like Junior Mints. I like Junior Mints also. Yeah. Um, and I, oh, that, another one. It is chocolate based too. Uh, what's it? Uh, milk does. And I just took that. Yeah. So I mean, I got a couple in there, but yeah, not um. Yeah, it, it, uh, yeah. Primarily, it's really just sour. Patch. You would need a twig farmers in your face. Uh, I mean, you know what? That 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 one might be lightweight on the grandma grandma list. Um, <laughs> had so many of them as kids, and that you know we was kids when Quick first came out. You know, Google right. people, and so that was a real big thing, and we ate a lot of them because she liked you them did. too. So. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, not really. If it was in front of me, yeah, I'd eat it. I mean, I've eaten it at your house, so you know, because it's in front of me. But will I go out and buy a thing of Twix? No, that would never happen. Nope. Hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, man. That and blow pops. Blow pops is at near the top of my list too. Um, blow pops. Yeah. Wow. You like and bubble you stuff. like candy candy stuff. No. <laughs> Now, yeah, do you remember when, I, when we were trying to sell those lollipops with a fresh full of our ones? Yes, and, and I ate all of your lollipops, yes. Yes. <laughs> you ate all my lollipops. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, those were the uh, Tootsie Roll lollipops, but not Tootsie Rolls. They were like Tootsie Roll flavored lollipops, like with the little they, string they, on they them. They were like dual flavored lollipops. Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Blueberry, yeah. pineapple, and, <laughs> and, 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 and blueberry know, ones were dope. Blueberry ones were dope. Yeah, I, I was probably in. I was probably in again. This is you know, I'm still broke me, but super broke me. And then I was, I was probably in twenty some odd duck bucks to hutch on them lollipops. Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, it was bad. That was bad. That was terrible. <laughs> uh, I rest in peace, Miss. Uh, was Gatrunus? Was that her name? Miss Ganaris. Ganaris. Tomato. Ganaris. Yeah. yeah. Rest in peace, Miss Ganaris. All right. That clear liquid was not water. Comics family has expanded a little bit um, in terms of our shows. We 
I wouldn't say we lost one, but we lost one, and then we gained two. So um, uh, if you haven't listened, you can listen to the Unmasked podcast uh, where the ladies talk about Mr. Robot. Um, so that's on our network of podcasts. Um, there's also our new podcast with um, Malika Salam, formerly of another podcasting show that we won't list the name. Not that we don't love those dudes, but just not going to do it because of her. But she has her show, The Intersection, on our network now. Uh, so you can check out Malika's podcast. Uh, and then we also have, I guess we got two new ones. And we also have our new NBA recap show uh, uh, with our friend Will Stacks. It's called This Week in the Association. Uh, that records every Tuesday night. So I'm not sure we're going to be able to do it this Tuesday night because I'll be trick-or-treating with my kids. Uh, but, yeah, you can check that show out as well. Uh, and then got one that I'm crossing my fingers for that are going to uh, jump on the network here soon enough. So, yeah, just uh, – So, you, so you said we, we lost one but gained two. Which one did we lose? We lost the, the ladies that were doing the Archie podcast. They branched off oh. on their own. And, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so it was, you know, for no other reason that they just wanted their own, uh, like, kind of label, so to speak. And, you know, it's not obviously not a bad breakup or anything like that. Go ahead, what? Good luck to you. Yeah, but, you know, yeah that's fine. And they still do a great job at that. I still listen to it. I've been on it, obviously. Um, so um, it, it just becomes one of those things. They just kind of wanted their own face, and that's fine. Um, probably more than anything, uh, and I'm I enjoy listening to them talk about Archie more than I enjoy watching that show. So I don't even watch the show; I just listen to their recap. Um, so that ought to tell you how Riverdale is doing for me. So who knows how long it's on for them to even talk about that show? So all right. So yes, you'll be able to find all those on the network. Just check it out. You can check us out at brotherscomics.com. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Brothers Comics. Um, no real other Brothers Comics news. We got a uh, what Paradise City Comic Con in January. Um, uh, I think about Comic Revolution in, in February uh, in West Palm Beach, and then we'll start getting into the Spring Con season. I am making it to South Carolina Comic Con this year, y'all. Believe it. Put it on. Wax. You are. I am, man. Oh, Yep, okay. I'm getting with y'all. I'm definitely getting up there with y'all. It's going to be the closest one we can get to. And then we got all the summer ones, you know, coming up, Megacon and all that or whatever. So, yeah, good news. Well, good time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, you want to tell that story <laughs> as we wrap up here? Uh, It was probably one of those once-in-a-lifetime moments that you got it the first time and you decided to go. It might not ever happen again. We'll still apply for a press board or whatever and see what happens. Um, maybe they'll tell us before, you know, more than a week before that we can't go like they did last time. So that's a whole nother. You can go back and listen to that podcast, actually. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, good time. All right, so we need wrap-up music, y'all. We need to take us out. Who's taking us out this week? Fast Domino. Fast Domino. Let's see here. I mean, Fast Domino. I mean, he deserves it. Sure. Why not? What? Blueberry Hill? Okay. Or Happy Days or Theme. I don't know. Whichever. 
No, okay, all right. So I, I'm really, I was, I kind of threw that out there as a joke. I really can't believe we're actually going to do a damn freaking Chuck Berry song to wrap up this podcast. I mean, we do skew old on this podcast, but we don't skew that fucking old. But sure, fine. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, everybody. We'll see you on the other side. Peace. Peace. Peace.